listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are here for Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. It's been... It just feels like it's been forever since been, we've been here. It's been forever. I'm here with Andreas Morris, uh, Jeff Paulus, JP, and Jay in as a guest, Jay Ball. Jay Ball, musical guest tonight. Jay Ball is our musical guest for the evening. Lots of things to talk about, um, all kinds of things soccer-related, uh, FC Edmonton-related, ticket sales-related, all of that's going to be coming your way. Uh, we're here, of course, at the First Round Sports Restaurant in downtown Edmonton. Great place to eat and drink if you feel like coming down here. This is the place to come, uh, you know, for your eating and drinking. <laughs> uh, and all that sort of stuff. Jay Ball, you are here, general manager I of the came club. came in the rain. Yes, I did. You came in the rain. It, it is raining. Things are changing here in the city, uh, getting ready for uh, winter months. But that doesn't stop what's going on uh, as an administration in the offices of FC Edmonton. What's going on, sir? The show must go on. The show must go on. Yeah, the curtain rises. <laughs> so uh, here's what's happening. It's super busy right now. We are in the process of selling season tickets for the 2017 season. Yeah. And there is lots of interest. Uh, we have well over, close to actually 200 season tickets already sold for the upcoming year. Oh, that's awesome. And we've just only been at it for, uh, for two weeks. Our buddy Ollie in the office is uh, is an absolute rock star. So he's uh, he's selling lots of tickets, taking deposits, and that's this is a really important uh, thing to talk about now because um, season ticket holders mm-hmm. get first crack at the eventuality of a November twelfth game. Here they get front line access. So if anybody has any plans on getting to that November twelfth game, yeah. if it happens here, you must be a season ticket holder before the public on sale date. Yeah, I'm going to try and cram. Sorry, Dito. No, go ahead. How many are you going to try and cram into that barn? I know there's what four thousand, four, about forty five hundred seats. Is that what it is? And then there's forty five hundred. Uh, technically, there's only four thousand seats, but we can do an extra two to three hundred, maybe a little bit more with the so, oh, okay. so yeah. round it up to 4,500. Yeah. And uh, I ha- we do have an idea about putting standing room only um, in the Titan end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, again, as many people as we can as we can jam yeah. in there, right? Which would be awesome. And for those that don't know, we've uh, we've made the playoffs. FC Edmonton's in the playoffs. And uh, the first round of the playoffs will be in Indianapolis um, November 5th. And, uh, of course, we'll have a mountain. I'm sure there'll be a monster viewing party or something yeah, going there, on there's, for that. there's a viewing party for that as well. Just getting back to the season tickets for a second. We're doing sure. something very interesting with regards to season tickets this year. So if you buy season tickets, you get four or five different really unique benefits. Some of them haven't been offered before. So, number one, um, if you get a season ticket, you get a official third jersey for the club next year. Oh, that's awesome. yet to be designed. And how it's going to be designed is the fans will be involved in the color scheme of it. And it's only going to be that third jersey will only be for season ticket holders. Oh, that's special. So they're, that's they're, awesome. Yeah, they're going to have a choice of a four to five color schemes. There'll be a vote, and that'll happen in probably January. We'll figure all that out, but that third jersey will be exclusively for our uh, our season ticket holders. Oh, that's great. What, a, what an offer, man. Yeah. I, I think it's pretty cool, especially if you get the... It's all about fan engagement. Give yeah, them the ability yeah. to you know create their own you know third jersey. Of course, that's number one. Number two is is a limited edition print. So there'll be a team print. Every season ticket holder gets a, a team picture, right? And so whatever that picture looks like after November twelfth, that's the picture that everybody will get, right? Awesome. Those two things will be delivered in the spring once the season starts, obviously. And uh, of course, every season ticket package comes with a bonus ticket for the playoffs, one bonus ticket, and also a bonus ticket for Amway match as well. Um, new for this year, we also have no charge VIP. IP parking for anybody who buys a family pack of season tickets. So four season tickets, you get a free um, a VIP parking. Oh, see, that's 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 uh, that's good value right there. Yeah. And then the final thing, which and this is the one that that is important right now, is front of line access for the eventuality of a uh, of a November twelfth game here and. It's important that, that everybody knows that we've had a lot of interest right now, a lot of corporations, a lot of partners, yeah. and all of our season ticket holders get first crack. So there's lots of discussion happening. Mm-hmm. The public on-sale date for single-match tickets, again, for a November 12th match, is Wednesday, November 9th, 10 a.m. So Not much time to buy. Not much time it, it, to buy. The window is small, so people want to jump on it as quick That's as right. possible. So, so after November 5th, we have to look at all the partners who said, yeah, put us down. Then we have to close all those pieces, make all those transactions happen. And then the window will be open for season ticket holders after 
November 9th, so yeah. 10 a.m. So it's really two and a half days, but uh, you know, a lot more tickets have been sold in, those, in a lot shorter time, as you know, in the ticketing world. Yeah, of right? course. So. It's, a, it's a tight window in the first place to, uh, to work from, especially yeah. when you don't really know the dates and the possibilities, yeah. and there's still some things that could, could happen within the playoffs, I guess. Well, I, well, there's only two scenarios that could really happen. But. Yeah. So you can go to our website right now, fcedmonton.com go on the ticketing, pull down season tickets. I've moved it right to the very top. It's the first thing that pops up, and you'll be able to get all the information. All, to, all you need to do to reserve a season ticket and get first crack at November 12th tickets is put a $50 deposit down. That's it. Wow. Just call Ollie at the office. That's it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, next, I guess, along there, uh, the whole thing is just... What's the preparations like for, you know, because I know you've got to sort of plan out what's going to happen on the 12th if it does happen. Tukes. We've ordered lots of tukes from China. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like we have a, there's, I think Tom ordered like half a container load of, of, of scarves and tukes, FCA branded uh, stuff. So yeah. that's all coming in right now. The first shipment came in the uh, day before the last game. So it's Friday they arrived in the office because so, we ran out during the summer. Anyways, wow. so uh, the preparation, you have to plan like it's going to happen. So yeah. the staff has had two or three production meetings already. We've already been in touch with the league. They're in a bit denial. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've seen Dude, that. I've noticed that. Have you seen emails. those emails yeah, go through yeah, back yeah, and forth? Yeah. We're calling this has to, Call had to remind everybody. Them, yeah. So, you know, Indy and New York are not the only two locations that the final will, could and could be played. Oh, of course. Of you know, course. Edmonton is a, is a huge possibility. Yeah. And good on Colin for taking... The initiative, you know, the initiative, reminding, gently reminding everybody that <laughs> denial isn't just a river in Egypt, right? So exactly, um, yeah, that's exciting, and there's a there's a real sense of energy, I think, in the front office. Um, yeah. Jimmy and his team, Jimmy. And his, Jimmy have been doing an awesome job. If you notice that, we push out story every day now. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we push out a story each and every day. There's lots of media happening, and mm-hmm. um, it's exciting. So November twelfth is we're planning like it's another game, and the eventuality that it will happen. Well, that's awesome. I mean, we're, we're on Facebook Live right now. <laughs> and uh, so if you have questions out there and you're listening uh, and you, and you want to ask questions in regards to either season tickets or any of the club functions, what's going on uh, in the wonderful world of our, our front-end staff here with FC Edmonton, hey, feel free to, to type in something on our Facebook page and we'll, we'll see if we can't get to it at some point during the, during the show here. Yeah? yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think that. I think that. I hope for snow on the twelfth. By the way, no offense, Jay. I just no, I, I do too. There's a blizzard. I, so do I, because I think that's what makes Edmonton so unique is those outdoor games that are played in the cold. And, and you will talk about that later. But Edmonton has run toward the Winter City concept. That's why Red Bull crashed ice is here. That's by the Winter City, the, the ice, the Silver Skate Festival, Ice on White, yeah. all these things. So yeah. it just so happens that Edmontonians are going to have another. Another sport to celebrate in in the cold, right? Well, that's yeah. a, and that's a magical yeah. thing. There's you got to run toward it. You can't hide that. It's yeah. a, you got to run toward it. You got to well, embrace it's, it. It's ten months of the year, so we have to. It is it. ten months of the year, <laughs> and the other two months is construction. I'm here, right? Isn't, isn't right. that the way yeah. it works? Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, uh, the November fifth as well. That's going to be outside, isn't it? November fifth is absolutely awesome. I'm so pumped about this. So it's Churchill Square. That's where we're having the viewing party. Churchill Square. Yeah, man. Like kidding. Churchill Square. We're releasing the Titan like outside in Churchill Square. And the reason we decided to go outside, because all of our viewing parties have been inside, right? In order to, to create that excitement about an outdoor game on the on the 12th, we, we got to go right now and we have to run toward that, that, that Winter City, uh, you know, uh, uh, attitude. And so what we're going to do, no matter what the temperature, is we're going to fire up the big screen and we're going to get the live stream in from Indy and we're going we're gonna to put a great big soccer fest together. I think the running title right now is uh, uh, Winter City Soccer, Winter City Footy Fest. So we've got a whole bunch of things planned for Churchill Square and City Hall and City's all behind us. They great. really, they jumped in, they're like, this is fantastic. They gave us the entire street between City Hall and Churchill Square and Churchill Square, so we're going to do a bunch of things. Shooter tutors coming out. We've got, uh, you know, a number of different things. Uh, 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 Good Life Fitness is coming out. We're going to be engaging guys like uh, United Cycle. There's a whole bunch of, there's a real family festival. Food trucks are coming out. Trey Carnales will be out there. They have a burrito pop-up stand, which will be popular. Yes. There'll be free hot chocolate and coffee and tea for everybody. We're working on a beer garden. We're working on a beer garden right now. (laughs) We've been in touch with our friends at Molson. So the idea is just to create that outdoor exciting environment to get everybody excited. We have this technology. We have this screen. We 
Brown's will use it. Yeah, um, we're also we're going to have that the festival atmosphere. So we're hosting a also a uh, EA Sports 2015. Uh, f- sorry, FIFA 2017 uh, tournament, a video game oh. tournament on the screen. So it's the same time, yeah, yeah, on the, on the so it's just oh, it gives it gives that's cool. yeah, it gives that's the club the ability cool. to actually yeah. showcase the the talents of the screen. Right? Yeah, yeah, of course, because of course we know Titan was the star yeah. of the show yeah. uh, a couple a couple days ago, right? Yeah, for so. sure. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. That's a very good point. Are, are we going to pipe in the fourth official indie to our to our feet <laughs> in case they need a hand? That's unreal. I wasn't actually going to bring that up today. But, the staff uh, is yeah. super pumped about this. I actually think this will be one of the more, ex- one of the most exciting outside Clark Stadium things that we've done. Yeah, I'm pumped so about it actually. Yeah. All yeah. of our season ticket holders are being invited. All of our corporate partners, all of minor soccer groups. We're creating a festival atmosphere. When you go into the finals for any pro sport event, you don't just walk into the building. You got to walk through like a, a, a zone, a party zone, right? Yeah. And it's a festival. There's stuff going on everywhere. So That's awesome. We have to create the environment on November 5th, yeah. and then we got to do it again on the 12th, right? So is all the able to take $50 deposits, uh, you know, 30 seconds after the final whistle. and Oh, yeah. Yeah, good. He's, uh, look, it's all iPad technology right yeah, now. Right, we can do right. all that. And he, uh, even at the game on Sunday, he, he had people coming up to him and said, here, here's 50 bucks. Let's get, he sold 11 season ticket packages. Wow. Good for, good for him. So good entertainment so excitement. On, on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, Sunday. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, but Sunday yeah, was, was definitely a good, good time for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to have a good time. I'm actually having a good time. I've slipped away from the uh, Rattler tonight. Rattler. I know. Yeah, the, the Rattler, uh, and I've uh, switched to a little uh, spiced something and something. You know what I'm saying? No, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> the, the audience has no idea. The audience has no idea, <laughs> no. yes, and I'm sure happy I've mentioned that live here. Sure. Um, <laughs> aside from season's tickets, and I shouldn't say aside, it's, it's, it's part and parcel with what we're going to do in the next little while here, having a push. Does is um, is there been much of a, a well, just knowing that we've made the playoffs, obviously that that had to have helped to some degree. Um, are, you, are you noticing any trends or any differences going on with uh, with the team having done so well uh, in, the, in the last little while? You know what? I think there's more. Uh, obviously, there's tons more energy. I think all you have to do is look online and see what's happening online right now yeah. in the digital world. There's more stories being written. The media team is pushing more stuff out. More stuff's getting retweeted. Engagement is way, way, way up. If you look at what happens during the game, you look at the supporters, they're louder. They they uh, they send the team off from the merchandise location. So, yeah. you know, there's just a great big buzz, right? And actually, the city is also um, getting behind us now as well. We've been in touch yeah. with tourism on coming up with some Winter City initiatives for the 5th and the 12th, and they're all in. I mean, it was it was not even a hesitation when we said, can we use Churchill as a as a venue for the viewing party? They said, yep, let me just check on dates. Done. It's all yours. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. exciting, yeah. Yep. I, I mean, you can't, you can't. Well, I was going to say you can't buy excitement. I guess you could if you really wanted to. But I mean, it's just great to know that the city would jump on board and get behind us. I think something that they need to jump on board with is, uh, you know, a, a covered domed uh, facility. But you know, that's a that's a, that's another that's topic. Come up every every show, Jay. <laughs> I know. It's, it's our I just, mandate to you know get what? that I, into I, every. I, I only say that because I know uh, a couple of our sessions with our academy have been postponed because the weather is not conducive to being outside that's and training. So, you know who I think would be a great guest is you should bring Tom on. Tom would come on and talk about the, all those things. He's, you think you he would? Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, yeah, Tom would, and yeah. the mayor. Absolutely. Have the mayor on. That'd be nice, too. Yeah. And well, I mean, we can always toy with that idea. Mr. Mayor, yeah. there's oh, your official invite. I'll tweet him here Mr. in a second. Mr. Mayor. Tweet him out. Yeah, but Tom, Tom would love this. Yeah. He really would. Yeah, yeah, well, well I'd be more than happy to, to approach him and have that happen. Um, Jimmy, any questions? Any questions coming up? Any Facebook questions? Well, there was one that just came on mind, D-Dub. Okay. Was, um, somebody was curious on what kind of entertainment you buy. What kind of entertainment I you buy? You said you can buy entertainment. They're just curious what you're talking about. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's honestly, it's entertainment. I can't Listen, really that came up in your last performance. <laughs> That's what I heard. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, there's, there's entertainment that... There, there's uh, kids listening to this show. Exactly. So, uh, okay. I, I can't go there. I can't go there. Um, <laughs> who wants to buy entertainment anyway? I, it, that wasn't a question. You're fibbing. You've just made that up. <laughs> Surely I made that up. <laughs> Surely I've made that up, yes. I keep hearing the phone in the background, so... And there she is. And there's another phone Just that keeps in. popping up. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll discuss a little bit more. Unless you want to touch on the 
um, the sort of Kings of the North thing. You want to? We can do that when we come back. Yeah. Okay. Want, yeah. We can, we'll, we'll touch on that when we yeah, come yeah. back. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton, live from the first round sports restaurant in downtown Edmonton. You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're back here live at the First Round Sports Restaurant with Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton, shifting into a deeper voice and feeling very proud of myself. Uh, or something like that. Anyways, it's been a while since we've been in here. We're back. We're live. We're live on Facebook. Um, Andreas Morris is here. Jeff Paulus is here. And our special guest today is General Manager of FC Edmonton, Jay Ball. And we have been discussing uh, season tickets and, uh, and a few other um, things and items uh, that are going to be very exciting for the new season ticket holders and, and new people who are purchasing season tickets for next year. Um, wanted to touch base a little bit on, I, I've caught rumor uh, or I heard word of the uh, Kings of the North title and the possibility of us hosting um, a championship game, which is a possibility for FC Edmonton to host the championship game here in Edmonton. Um, Jay, what do you... What, can you elaborate on yeah, that yeah, uh, they, rumor? They, they, so the Kings of the North hashtag came out of uh, Marcus Coldway, who's our digital brand specialist in the office. And it really came about two games ago when um, it was when we were you know, standing at the stadium at 9 o'clock in the morning and watching the tractors push the snow off the field <laughs> and realized, holy cow, you know, on November 12th, this is what is, it, there's a very good chance it can yeah. look like this. And so the next question is, how are you going to engage the city to fill the stadium in Tukes? in scars and in you know winter jackets to watch yeah, soccer exactly, exactly. And so you know i think that you have to adopt the mentality where you uh, where you got to you have to run toward it right and um, you have to you know just run toward the whole winter the whole sports and winter thing this club these these guys are the kings of the north right now they really are yeah. and you have to adopt the north mentality the snow you're going to play in winter and you run toward that 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 concept of playing in the cold weather, and and if you run toward it, and you put a proper campaign behind it, um, you'll be able to engage people so that it is unique, it is awesome. Let's get out there and let's not be afraid of the cold because, as you know, you live in the city and ten months of the year it's you know minus ten, six inches of snow. So yeah, for sure. Um, what's the one sport you haven't actually gone outside to watch? It, it's it, you know in, in that type of weather yeah. uh, in November in Edmonton. Yeah. Well, it's soccer. Yeah. Right. I, and it's, it'd be such a fun thing to see the stands packed and uh, the team playing for that championship uh, trophy and for the mm-hmm. it just for the city to actually be a part of that accolade and, and, and that process of getting to be a champion would be massive, especially for the sport of soccer. Just having the the, the league office have to book their flights to Edmonton. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but, you know, I'm my just, winter coach. I'm sure they're pumped yeah, about that. Mind you, it is a new coat for the office then, isn't it? A new coat? <laughs> the NASL office is the, hey, I'm going to get a new winter jacket. Oh, oh yeah, it's yeah, NASL yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the catchphrase is fantastic. Right? Yeah, no, that yeah, really is catchy. Yeah, Marcus did an awesome job, and he uses it all the time. If you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, yeah, uh, especially it. Instagram, he, uh, he really hammers that. Yeah. Um, Minnesota had something. They, I think Minnesota hashtagged out, like, We the North. Or, yeah, yeah, that was, something uh, like that, yeah. Or, yeah, the Northwest Cup, whatever it was, and I thought, well, isn't that cute? Isn't that cute? <laughs> yeah. It's not quite the true yeah. North, but no. it's North. I mean, I've heard that uh, the fact they have to come to the true North is why they're leaving us for the MLS. They yes. can handle the games at Edmonton in oh, this yeah. weather. True so. enough. True we've, enough. Uh, we've also worked with tourism. Uh, so there's a, there's a campaign coming soon, uh, next week, mm-hmm. with tourism behind us uh, and EDC on on, a, on an actual paradigm for people to think about soccer in the winter, Winter City Soccer Festival. Uh, so, again, it, it, we're going to have to find a creative way and get people excited yeah. to fill the stadium. Yeah. And not also fill the the, vi- the big viewing party on November 5th. It's going to be outside at Churchill Square. And it's probably not going to be 20 degrees. So, again, you just got to find ways to engage people. It's all how you frame it, right? And I, you can't be afraid of the cold. Don't hide it. Just run toward it. I, and I, figure out a way to wrap it all up and make it awesome and exciting. I think it's just too exciting. That whole prospect 
of that uh, Churchill Square mm-hmm. viewing yeah, party sure. is, yeah. is magical, especially the festival-type atmosphere that you're talking about building and, and, and having there. I, I, I can't see anybody not yeah. enjoying what's going to go on there. Yeah, Marcus has done an awesome job, and Val and, and Kim Manzo, everybody in the office, we had another meeting today about it. Everybody's all in. We're, we're planning, we're planning. You know, it's one. It's this weekend, it's next weekend, it's the following. There's three weeks to go, yeah. and every weekend there's something happening. Uh, that's well, I think there's something beyond that, too. If you're, if you're talking about the winter city and winter soccer in this city, it's something you can carry on throughout the off-season because yeah. oftentimes, um, you know, in the off-season, people, you know, it's easy to forget about the eddies mm-hmm. when... There's snow covering Clark. You can't see anything under there. Um, so it's yeah. something that maybe you can carry through in the indoor centers around the city or, yeah. or however you choose to do it. You know what? It just occurred to me, too, that you know we've tried to... We've tried to really have the team have its own, at least outside, off the pitch, have its own unique identity in terms of uh, the supporters behind the net, the noise that they make, the how we've changed the fan engagement in the stadium, right? Every step leads to more seats, and that takes a bit of time. But the more ways that you can distinguish... Uh, this sport from everything else in the city, yeah. the more ways you can make it unique and the more ways you can think and um, have people think, oh, that's that's fascinating. I never mm-hmm. even thought about that. A national, a North American soccer championship league game played in the snow. <laughs> I mean, I think people, you got to get people to come out for the experience. Remember, you don't sell the game. I don't sell the game. I sell the experience. Exactly. I got to sell the experience. And that's an awesome experience, I think. I, I think it's, yeah. it's, it's much along the same lines as the... Uh, What's it called? The classic, the hockey thing when they do it out here. Heritage Classic. classic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, do something like that where it's outdoors, you know, you know, football stadium, but it's a hockey game. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, uh, it, it's, you know, and that's 26, 27,000. So if people can, you know, go outside in the cold to watch that, they, coming to watch uh, the, the Eddie should be a treat. It's a true first. It yeah. really is. Hockey games, National Hockey League games been played here in the city outside. Yeah. CFL games are played, obviously, outside all the time. Yeah. yeah. And they don't it, train it, outside, though. No, they don't train outside. <laughs> but we was a brilliant tweet. That was a brilliant tweet. I tweet when I, I see my retweet on that, that's and nobody said, no, I didn't get anything back. Uh, right? didn't, Meanwhile, really? no, I didn't. No, nobody yeah, said wow. anything. Yeah. And let's, let's actually just let them know. It, it, it was the... We were training the same day as the Eskimos. Yeah. Right after was it right after the snow? When we were shoveling the snow. That's right. Off we were shoveling field, yeah. snow off the field. When Jay our, shoveled all that snow. Our first team our first team trained and and the Eskimos moved went inside. Indoor. They moved inside because it was too cold and snowy for them. Uh, and yet we stayed outside, 200 feet away from them, and we're outside. Yeah, so the Eskimos, I think, tweeted a picture of them inside, just yeah. saying, oh, the boys have moved inside for this this training session. And Jay, Jay answers to the guy's yeah. tweet, or the Eskimos tweet, saying, meanwhile, right next door at Clark Stadium, yeah, yeah. the Eskimos are outside, shoveling <laughs> snow and training. 200 feet away, exactly. <laughs> really, really, I can't believe you didn't get any responses to that. That's quality. I thought it was great. Section O, our last game, encouraged fans to come out. Mm-hmm. The Eskimos yeah, that's, section that's O. Great. Yeah, because I read somewhere online that, that I, had, I tend to have a go at the Eskimos, and it's actually not the Eskimos I ever have a go at. No. Uh, the Eskimos have been quite supportive of FC Edmonton. Yeah, they have. It's the issue surrounding Clark and, and football is the issue, but that, that's outside of the Eskimos. Realm. Yeah, it's, it's not the Eskimos. Uh, that's so, no. city leagues. And so section O, you're referring to the, the guy on Twitter, right? Yeah. Okay, he came to a game wearing an Eskimos jersey. Did he? Yeah, and I was like, what are you wearing an Eskimos jersey for? Yeah. I'm, I brought him to the tent. And I said, buy an F.C. Edmonton jersey. <laughs> and he bought one, and he Did put he? it over. Brilliant. And he, then I said, now we'll go back to the year. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll go back, yeah, right? Yeah. Why are you wearing Tesco's jersey? I agree. I agree. It's good. Next thing you know, he's eating a pizza pizza and running across the field. Right? You, gotta avoid <laughs> yeah. you have to avoid those situations. Yeah, you try yeah. and avoid them as they've much as you been, can. But they have been in the past. They've given us training gear before. They've uh, So they've done. The Eskimos themselves have actually, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, their physio staffs have been yeah. fantastic with our guys. Too, on that, so. but on that note, Jay, and I mean, because I put, I think I've put the city. You know, I've sent some things about the city and, and the support around Clark Stadium about the city as well. And it's brilliant they're stepping up with uh, with our events on the fifth and with uh, Churchill Square. You know, I just, I would love to see now the push. I mean, we we're in the playoffs now. There is a push. I mean, I know we talk about pack Clark and then we'll add more seats or then we'll we'll consider building another stadium but I think they, they still fail to see the point for me that if, if the stadium is identified as a soccer specific stadium or at least at least identified branded as FC Edmonton's branded as FC Edmonton, exactly. stadium just like Commonwealth is branded Eskimos 
then I think that'll that itself will help us attract four five hundred fans per game. Oh, I think and, so. Uh, yeah, because people want soccer. People certainly want to see a soccer stadium. There's no better so, reason, and I, I, I don't mean reason, but there's no better sight than to to, to drive by a facility mm-hmm. and see. You know, that's the team I support, and and know that it's. Branded, yeah. it's it's yeah, set up absolutely. for that team. Yeah, um, uh, that's what that's what uh, I think. That's the help that FC Edmonton needs in the city, right there. Yeah, just that that concession about Clark Stadium being branded as FC Edmonton. Certainly, uh, I think Tom Fath has probably contributed more money to that stadium than anybody else in the last how many years? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that would be uh, that would be the Christmas gift from the city. You know, the, and there's another Christmas gift that, that's being work, wrapped right now, and, and so so f- let me just say that I've been, been I've been meeting with the stadium staff and working with them as we prepare for you know the next couple of weeks. They've been great to deal with. Mm-hmm. They really have. They're fantastic. Uh, some new leadership there. The reality is they're, they're, they want to hear from us. They want to move forward. They want to develop a partnership. And it's really evident right now we're actually talking about 2017 scheduling. And wow. so, you know, we've asked very, very clearly that uh, we need Friday night games. We need Saturday night games. So how do we make this work? So those discussions are happening right now. Brilliant. And That's so fantastic. Draft right? schedules have been developed. So yeah. now we've given them to them. We've given them back to the league. Now, now this discussion happens. In the months of April... Um, there's plenty of opportunity for Friday and Saturday night games. Yeah. And we didn't get one in this entire season. And so that's a bit of a burn. And, I, and at the end of the day, they know that. And they see a team that's winning right now. They also see a front office is doing a ton of new things differently, yeah. a, ton, a ton of things differently, mm-hmm. and uh, also wanting to work, right? So mm-hmm. we're all one big organization. Yeah, and their primary, their primary tenant uh, in Commonwealth is also another team that has to play outside in the cold. So here you've got two teams right now, two pro teams that play outside in the cold, both winter city teams, and yeah. are, they're both going to the playoffs right now. Yeah. So there's some, there's some ideas on the table. About it. How can we actually combine some mass? Messaging to get the city, to, the community to rise up and support both, right? And Tom actually himself came up with some great ideas. So, some meetings coming up possibly with the Eskimos to kind of oh, that's awesome. figure out what that joint messaging yeah. could could be like. Oh, that'd be fantastic! Absolutely, so fantastic. all that's happening. All that's it's one step at a time. The stadium piece, the scheduling it's it's all part of the it's all part of the relationship building. Oh, that's awesome! That's terrific. And glad to have you come in here, Jay, and yeah. uh, and, and and talk about things uh, in regards to FC and the and the front end ticket sales and all that sort of stuff. Lots of exciting things happening uh, in the near future and, and the the future coming up this way. Um, we're going to shift things a little bit and start talking about the uh, USL. So if we can, uh, we'll just we'll just get right on it right now. We'll talk about the USL playoffs yeah. um, to start with and just to see how they ended up. Because I know that the Swope, um, Swope Park, Swope Park was uh, involved in the finals with uh, New York Red Bulls, I believe. And uh, and it was it was quite the game, uh, but we bring that up because uh, is there not a former academy player playing with Swope right now? Who's yeah. a, who's the Kansas City uh, affiliate uh, MLS affiliate? It's uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's one of our own, uh, Amir Didich, and uh, he's an Edmonton player. Came through the club system here, of course, uh, into our academy for a year. Then after that, into um, Baker University. And uh, and he helped to lead Baker to some of their best performances. And yeah. Of course, a team captain. I think he led their team in goals as a central defender one his wow. last season. That's yeah. unreal. Yeah, NAIA, NAIA uh, first team, All-American. Mm-hmm. Beast. And we knew that when we saw him first coming into the academy. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, he's just, I mean, he's done ever so well. And, yeah. Uh, because he was uh, undrafted. You know, he went on trials to himself uh, to these clubs. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's stuck. And, of course, the other relationship there is Mark DeSantos. So there's three other Canadian players that started in that final. There was four Canadians started that final, I believe. Um, and it's, uh, it's Swoop Park, right? Yeah. Yeah. Swoop, yeah. 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 yeah, I think we're saying Slope Park. I was saying Swoop Park. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, but there was four Canadians plus a Canadian coach. And uh, so I think that bodes well for our country. Because USL, of course, has no restrictions on Canadian players. Their Canadian players are domestics in the USL. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, so they've able, been able to, to utilize that. Certainly, Mark DeSantos knows Canadian talent, and he's done well again. I mean, two straight years, uh, two championships in two different leagues. Uh, so uh, San Francisco right now is kind of rubbing their yeah, hands. Yeah, so, well, I mean, and, and Mark yeah, DeSantos being the head coach is moving on to the uh, NASL San Francisco team. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be tough for teams when their coach announces, you know, it's happened, where did it happen, um, 
Oh, geez, in our league, it happened very recently where everybody knew. I was Carolina. They went. Yeah, it was Martin Rennie. Right, right. He right. announced, and yeah. as soon as he announced it, they crashed. Yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah. and they were the they were the top team maybe in the history of the modern day NASL. Right, that yeah. group of players. So, yeah. Well, he announced it last year in Ottawa. Mark DeSantos. Yeah, he announced it early I just think that Mark is. I just think that's the way he wants to operate. I, yeah. I, yeah, he's just up front, and and I think it was. Just the way it happened. I yeah, guess. just the way it happened. Yeah. Do, what was the? Do you have the score up by any chance? I think it was. They lost five one. Was it five one? I knew Red it was Bulls. by four yeah, goals. Red but. Bulls two beat them. <clears throat> so it was a big result, unfortunately. But what a run! Yeah, because they're they were a new they were an expansion team as yeah, well, exactly. first year team. Um, fantastic run, and then uh, of course Samir, his career now is just looking so bright. You know, yeah, he's played sure. a couple games in the Champions League for for uh, Sporting KC. So brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, we can't leave out the Whitecaps in that because they made the conference final. Yeah. And, they did, and they, they were, were, yeah. They were, and they were beaten by Mark, you know, DeSantos and his yeah. players. So, but what a great run for them because the amount of Canadians they've played, young Canadian players as well. Um, so, I mean, the sport is doing well here in this country. It's just, it's how do we find these young players? Uh, uh, place to play. Playing minutes, yeah. yeah. And uh, we've seen that in USL with those two teams. So, fantastic. Yeah. We're going to uh, take a quick break here. For those folks that are watching us on Facebook, please send in some questions. We're going to be heading on to discuss a little bit more about the USL. Uh, we'll discuss some of the NASL teams that are now leaving the NASL to go to the USL. We'll give you our thoughts on it uh, and, again, tell you how strong the FC Edmonton commitment to the NASL is. Uh, and we'll do all of that in a short bit. So get your questions into Facebook, and uh, we'll try and answer them as best we can. It may not be live when we answer them, but you can listen to the show this week and uh, hear what your uh, your your questions garnered as far as answers go. Um, <laughs> as I trip over my tongue and, and try and exit quietly. Uh, you're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC drop Edmonton. Yeah, drop the mic. Yeah. Jimmy! Uh, and we'll be right back live from the first round sports restaurant in downtown Edmonton. You're listening to Rabbit Radio. The official podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're back. Uh, this is the official podcast of FC Edmonton, better known as Rabbit Radio. Yes? All enjoying? I'm enjoying. Are you enjoying? I'm having a great time, D-Dub. Great time. <laughs> That's... We were talking about the USL. It's playoffs that uh, just wound up. Uh, New York Red Bulls uh, 2 won the uh, entire thing, 5-1. to one. Um, good, good game, good run for them. They they were stellar throughout the entire USL season. Um, so are some other teams, of course. Um, but we want to talk a little bit now about the NASL teams that are leaving the NASL to go to the USL. Um, two of them that were actually mentioned today. Uh, for those of you that uh, are tuning in, this will have happened on uh, Tuesday. So it's uh, Tampa Bay. And uh, and Ottawa are the two teams that have uh, left the... Jimmy! You want to turn that down, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> They're the two teams that have left the uh, NASL to go to the USL. Any thoughts on... And I know you were just reading up on a little bit of it, uh, at least Ottawa. Uh, yeah, I was just reading up a little bit about Ottawa and that there is not... 100% confirmation that they can do yeah. this. But, I mean, obviously, if they're coming out and announcing it today... Uh, There's you know, got to be some it, approval it's happening. somewhere. It, it seems clear that it's happening. And for me, it's... Uh, well, we've talked about it a bit off air. For me, it's a, it's a sad thing. I don't yeah. like that these teams are leaving. I don't see it as the demise of the league, as a lot of people no, are no. prophesizing. That, I think that um, just speaking to our owner, Tom, and, and our owners, Tom and Dave, mm-hmm. Fath, and, and just um, talking to... I don't know, players and excuse me, staff members along our trips uh, recently in Fort Lauderdale and Jacksonville. Um, I know even Fort Lauderdale has been rumored to be heading out somewhere, but I mean, they all the reports were yeah. yeah, we're fine. I mean, yet the crowd was not good in Fort Lauderdale. It was not good, yeah. like low, low numbers in the hundreds. Yeah, um, but they still seem confident. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know if they're just blowing smoke or what, but I, I, I'm not worried about the league not progressing. It's sad that these teams are leaving. Uh, I, I hope that the NASL is true to their word, and there are, uh, you know, I think they said a half dozen really interesting um, candidates for, for, for coming, for coming into, into the, the NASL. NASL. I hope that happens, but yeah. I think this league will do fine with 
I think it's going to be 10 teams next 10 teams year. Next I think that's, year. A, that's fine as long as there's movement forward in the following years. So it, it's sad, but we move on, I feel. Yeah. I, I mean, and I, 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 for my own thoughts, I, I mean, I've been around this, this league, I guess, since, uh, well, back in my Vancouver 86er days when they were part of the uh, A-League. Uh, and that league is the one that's morphed from that to it was part of the USL, and then they broke away from the USL and became the North American Soccer League. There was only six teams in it at the, to start with, I think, six or eight um, to start that season off when they were first involved. The Whitecaps were still involved with it. Was that 2010? Montreal was still involved yeah. with it. Was it? No, it might have been even earlier than that. It might have been 2008 or something like that. I think there like was that. eight teams because six eight. made the playoffs in 2011, so I think there was eight teams. Okay, okay. Uh, and then it's it, – I've seen it change over the years. I mean, teams come, teams go. And, and to, to read into uh, a situation where two teams leave that, the, oh, the league's going to fold and – that's you know what's going to go on. It's not the case. I mean, teams come, teams go. It's a, and that's part of the way the NASL is set up. And in fact, in their statement today, they actually threw that out there. The way it's structured for owners is you can leave if you want to take your team and go elsewhere. You can. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's sort of left open to that. Independently owned league. Exactly. Every owner owns their own their own team. Exactly. And um, they're free to do that. I mean, I think both these organizations have done have made moves that are the best thing for their organizations. Yeah. Tampa wants to go MLS. The owner's made has not hidden that fact. Uh, they want to change that stadium to 18,000 seats to achieve that goal. And and he probably felt that that was the best route to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Ottawa, I mean, I think the writing was on the wall when Mark DeSantos left, to be quite honest, and they blew up a championship team. And, and they sold off players uh, that were that were the core of that team, and they sold them off for nowhere near the amount of money that those same players were then sold to other teams for, yeah. such as Richie Ryan. So I think there was an indication there to cut payroll, to change the product, what they were going to have moving forward. And uh, the payroll they have now will fit well with the USL payroll structure. I mean, they'll actually be one of the higher... They, they say they'll be one of the top three... They'll be in the top third. In, uh, in, pay, in team payroll, yeah, uh, team salaries. So that's, that's where they belong then. So that's yeah. fine. I think it'll be interesting to see how many of the NASL-level players decide, yep, okay, USL is the place for me, or do they try to move on to other NASL teams or try their luck in MLS at this point? That, so that's a great question, Jay, because, you know, you look at it, and of course we're biased because we're in the NASL, and we know the product of the NASL, and we mm-hmm. know the level of player in the NASL, and, and I don't mind saying my opinion publicly that the NASL is a much more difficult league, and it's, uh, it's a higher level than the USL. And, um, but USL now, being predominantly an MLS reserve league, is there for a reason. It's there to develop young MLS players. Yes. Uh, typically U23 age players. Mm-hmm. So, And it's doing that. Yeah. The USL, for those MLS2 teams, it's doing exactly the function it was designed for. Develop the young players, get their 18 to 23-year-olds playing minutes at a professional level, and it's serving its purpose. Yeah. Now, what happens to the players that have aspirations, though, that are already 24, 25, 26, that still want to be part of the national program? And there's a couple that play for Ottawa. Uh, does playing in the USL against kids um, allow them to allow them to hold on to their yeah. their national team spot? Is that level going to be good enough to maintain the level of play? Yeah. So that's a question that these players and individuals have to ask themselves: Will they get enough out of the USL playing against MLS kids? Uh, and I say kids with all due respect. Yeah, honestly, I'm not having a go here. I think I think the MLS two teams, especially the three Canadian ones, have been brilliant for soccer in this country. Mm-hmm. I've said it from day one. It's, it's a fantastic investment for the 18 to 21 year old player, 23 year old player. Yeah. But do 26 year olds on the Canadian national team need to play against 18 year olds? Mm-hmm. Is that going to make them a better player? Well, so there's a question. I have a feeling yeah. that a lot of them got on their phone to their agents today. Uh, I wonder, yeah, you know. I, w- I would think so as well. And I, I liked off air again. You were talking about how the leagues should be broken down a little bit in mm-hmm. regards to the USL, and, and because the, the USL Pro League has been asking the USSF for a Division Two status, right? Uh, because of their numbers. And the thought that maybe they keep a Division Three status and move the independent USL teams, right. the Rochester Rhinos, teams like that that are you know free and clear of any MLS teams, move them to the NASL uh, and keep that as the Division Two. I mean, then you've got those older players playing against you know uh, proper competition. 
Yeah, that's where the USSF can certainly step in and dictate what professional football is going to look like in its country. And instead of leagues dictating what it might look like and, and making challenges for whatever status they want to be on, yeah. there's, where, uh, there's where a sanctioning body can step in and say, this is what it's going to look like. Uh, division one, obviously, is MLS. Uh, NASL has dropped its Division one um, uh, lawsuit. Request. Yeah. Well, lawsuit that they were going to bring forth. That's all been swept. That's gone now. That, that's yeah. not going to happen. So NASL, and whatever you want to call the league, but that's okay. So right now it's NASL's Div two. That's Division two. USL Pro will be the MLS Reserve League that's for, what it should on, be, yeah. for U23s. And then also, they're just like they would do in Europe, you're allowed to play so many older players that are coming back off injury, whatever. You'd have a yeah. limit uh, of players over that age that could play in those games. Mm-hmm. And then you have PDL, which we also know is, is really is a development league. It's exactly what it means. It's a development league yeah. for, for young university kids. But there, that could be, um, there could be your four, your four divisions in U.S. soccer. Uh, and we're good to go. I just don't get the feeling that, <clears throat> excuse me, the NASL is looking at what you're talking about in terms of the. Uh, no, I mean, I'm sure they're not. This was right? yeah, This was, this was the thought. Talking about yeah. different cities altogether, like yeah. I've heard. Well, they are. You know, and Philadelphia, the, but not that Philadelphia doesn't already have a team, but yeah. seems the Chicago. Yeah, it uh, seems like Nevada. these teams that already have MLS teams are looking for something else for you know, yeah, yeah, a cheaper dollar. For them strategically, I think they're looking for other uh, mm. places throughout the states to, to plunk teams or even in Canada. But for so. what makes sense, so, you know, what we're saying is if the association were to step in and say, here's what's going to happen. Agreed. There's going to be an independent division too. Mm-hmm. No affiliates. Mm-hmm. So Whitecaps 2 is not Division 2. In our, in, our, in our new structure, in our pyramid, you're Division 3. But Division 3 is very specific. It's MLS Academy teams. Yeah. Yeah. Or, sorry, MLS USL teams, MLS Reserve teams. That's Division 3. Yeah. Any, independently, any independent team, like your Cincinnati's and your Sacramento's that are lighting it up, then you are now a Division 2 club. Yeah. And Division 2 happens to be called NASL. There you go. Yeah. So, so two questions for you then. One, how does this affect the potential CPL? And two, does Joe Cole play in the USL next year? No chance Joe Cole plays in the USL. Yeah. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. I'd be shocked. Mm-hmm. I'd be shocked. I mean, Joe Cole at this point playing against um, the USL two teams. But as far as the CPL, I don't think it hurts it at all. I think the CPL is going to continue to plan its, its, its route, and it'll come in. And, I mean, you guys here all know, and I've been very vocal and open about my support of the CPL. Yeah. I think it's needed in our country. And uh, how that looks like initially, I don't know, but um, just needs patience. But whatever happens in, in USSF with NASL, USL, it's irrelevant to the CPL to me, in mm. my opinion. Yeah, it's separate things, and we'll do our own thing in Canada. Do you think it's a means fight. to an end for Ottawa? Do you think they're, uh, this is a stopgap until that league forms? Yeah, I'd like to believe that uh, because the CSA was pretty adamant that the three MLS... Uh, USL teams would be the only USL teams that the CSA would sanction. So now we have the situation with Ottawa. So, I mean, I'm looking on the outside hoping that that the sanctioning of Ottawa to play in the USL is actually just a temporary sanctioning until the CPL arrives, and in which case then they come back into that environment. That's just me speaking, though, in my yeah, yeah. kind you know, of the, what I'd like to see happen. There's a, the, the logic behind it is sound. So, I yeah. mean, maybe you do see something like that happening. I, I, I don't know. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, but I think moving forward, as far as teams leaving the USL or leaving the NASL for the USL, I don't think that's going to have an impact on our league at all. No, we're separate uh, from that. And teams, are, Ottawa's made a good decision. Yeah. I mean, they've now just created, again, this is only my opinion here, mm-hmm. so I'm definitely not speaking on behalf of FC Edmonton when I say this, but I look at an organization now that they go from an environment where we, we both are on an island when it comes to FC Edmonton and Ottawa. We yeah. know that. Yeah. And uh, even when you see the league... League messaging coming out. How often does the league message about SC Edmonton? We're, all, we're, all, we're forgotten half the time. <laughs> and um, so we're on an island. Yeah. Well, Ottawa now has created a situation where instead of Ottawa hosting a game against Jacksonville, which might not resonate with uh, Ottawa citizens, um, they're now playing TFC too. And they're now playing Montreal Impact. And those are regional rivalries that are going to drive that club. Oh, so for, sure. for, for them sure. personally, good decision. When yeah. travel cost alone. Travel cost alone as yeah. well. But it's now a train or a bus trip yeah. that can... You know, definitely save some some money. Yeah. Mm. So there you. So for them, it's positive. But yeah. Tampa, on the other hand, since we're we're judging, yeah. um, you, you say they want to expand that stadium to eighteen thousand. That yeah. stadium needs a lot more than a Reno to get up to MLS quality, don't you think? I no, mean, it's an old stadium. It's moldy in some parts. It's no, they I mean, it does a, a great job. But they did, they've done a great job in the Reno. Don't get me wrong. But 
but if you compare it to some of the MLS stadiums that you've seen, yeah, it doesn't hold a candle in my mind. Not right now, it does. But I think if they if they uh, certainly if they build up that one side, tear down the back wall, which was the old home run wall, and put stands in behind there. Uh, keep that one area open so people can see the waterfront. I think they can actually turn that into a real intimate um, MLS-level stadium. Kind of a Portland Timbers type deal. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna, yeah, of course then... it's going to take some massive money, but he is not scared to spend no, money. No, so he's not. Yeah. I, I think it could be a real nice venue. I mean, the yeah. surface is fantastic, Dre. Right now, the, even the locker rooms, they've done the renos for visiting teams, and most teams could care less about uh, yeah. The visiting team, but but our the visiting team locker room is is quite good, mm-hmm. in there. No, I think he's on his way, okay. and um, I mean the USL league office is in Tampa Bay as well, so there's a nice fit there. That helps. So that yeah. helps. Yeah, yeah. And it just uh, just for my own benefit, Jay, is there any sort of thoughts regards to? I mean, obviously, FC Edmonton's going to be staying in this league. But I, and, and, and I'm just thinking more from planning stages of, at the admin side, tickets and stuff. You're, you're thinking beyond one more year, two more years. I mean, yet you have to be thinking that direction. And the club seems to be doing that. Yeah, the focus is on 2017 season tickets right now. And regardless of the number of teams in the league next year, you're going to be playing the 16 home sked. Yeah. And uh, you're going to be playing teams probably a little bit more often than you would this year. Yeah. So how does that all shake out? At the end of the day, it doesn't impact us right now. We're just going to go fill the, uh, the season ticket big barrel and yeah. can keep going. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break here. Um, maybe have a little bit more of a chat in regards to uh, uh, the NASL, well, the USL. Uh, but mostly we're going to cover the roundup that we always do. Who won the last roundup, uh, JP, as far as the predictions go? Uh, when there's a draw, nobody wins, D-Dub. Trust oh, me. Oh, nobody I, I so you and okay. JP got f- – uh, your record was – I'm not going to say the record. It's a little no, embarrassing. No. Yeah, that's fine. You guys tied, and, and Jimmy and I got uh, close second place oh, Close tied. second place. So, so the guys who actually end up as the winners get something, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they do, but they have to win. I just tried to explain it. You have to win in order to get the prize. Oh, the Did, would you call, would you call both of us winning? <laughs> move on. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll, we'll move on. It depends how you look at it. Yeah, it depends on how you look at it. It's all how you frame it. <laughs> all right. You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton from the First Round Sports Restaurant in downtown Edmonton. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're back here, Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. Our final segment coming up, our NASL Roundup. And uh, is this the is this, this is the last one? Well, or no, I we guess should we, round up the last weekend. Well, well, we'll round up the last weekend for sure. I know we've missed a week because of uh, travel and uh, and all of us being involved with the uh, preparations for games coming up and stuff. So our apologies for the last roundup. And then who won the last roundup? Uh, I won't get, we won't get this again. No, nobody no, won the last. We're not going to get into it. <laughs> we're not going to get into it. But uh, thanks for the um, <laughs> drink earlier. Um, so where have we been? Last week, games that were played and run. I guess the real race. Since there's three teams that were already qualified for the playoffs in New York, Indy, See? and ourselves, FC Edmonton. So the, the final battle, is uh, is it coming down to the wire or is it sort of a done deal? I know there's one scenario that will allow Minnesota to be in there. Uh, yeah, it's just one. A Minnesota win and an Oklahoma loss and Minnesota's in. Uh, in the goal difference? Uh, it'll become irrelevant. Uh, that, that becomes point. irrelevant because they're tied and it was a yeah. win thing and Minnesota not beat. That's right. Uh, oh, I thought it was goal difference uh, first. No, it is goal, it difference, is goal difference first. first. But they're tied. Yeah, then head to head. But if um, I'm pretty sure they're tied right now on goal difference, five each, right? So if if Minnesota wins, then logic suggests that they'll go plus five. <laughs> More than just logic, fact. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And Oklahoma loses, they'll go under five, and Minnesota will go through on goal differential. Okay, you're looking at it there. combined. Sort of five. Up. Look in the combined year. Yeah. Not combined the full year. Table, false. Full, full table, bad radio, false. Bad radio. Yeah, bad keep radio. Going, keep, going. keep going. I've been drinking water all night. Just trust me. I know. Yeah, let's just trust JP. You okay with that? So yeah, I mean, yeah, that, yeah. That, that'll make for a, a fairly exciting outing between them. And it's funny because Minnesota plays New York. Yeah. And Rayo plays Indy. So right. I mean, they're both going to be so stellar games. Both hosting. Great games. They're both hosting though, so that helps. Uh, Indy rested players, some players last week, but they still. Had a field day, so yeah. yeah. Um, 
It'll be it'll be fun to watch this weekend. It'll be nice to sit back and watch others stress the last couple of weeks. For hey, no a kidding, no kidding. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while because we did we did qualify for the playoffs in 2011 and with a game in with a game to spare. We I knew we were in with a game to spare, so there was a wee bit of a break. But yeah. we backed into the playoffs and did not feel good about ourselves at all. That's right. Yeah. This is a different feeling. This, this is year. a different feeling this, this year. We've earned this. We you have know, earned this. I do want to say though the one thing that I know we've already talked about the Ottawa leaving us, you know, to the USL, but you know, I, I, it's kind of become anti-climactic. I do wish Ottawa in their final year in the um, NASL could make the playoffs so that we could play them in the playoffs, but that would have been nice, no? That would have been fun. Of course, yeah, yeah that would have yeah. been great. I would have enjoyed that. It would have been a great to see an all-Canadian final. That would have been, been a, nice. It might have crushed yeah. the league, though, honestly. <laughs> would have been the Amway rubber game, wouldn't That's it? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would have been. been. Yeah, no, that was shocking. Let's forget about shocking. that. Shocking. Let's yeah. pass pass yeah. that, that over ha- that right won't, now. That won't happen again. Whether they're allowed to play in the Amway again or not, that'll be matter. an interesting thing to come out next. Whether yeah. or not they will be. in I the hope Amway. so. I hope so. I kind of hope we just go straight to Toronto. Personally, no. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to smash them. They're once. they're they're yeah. they're a, they're a yeah. Canadian pro team. They will be in the Amway, and we'll have to play them that's first. Not, that's not a given yet. That's not no, a given yet. I don't think no, that's... it's because the, the other three USL teams are not allowed, mind you, because they're affiliated with with the teams MLS that are in exactly. So they're they're in a different situation for sure. But number one, the CSA has not voted yet on whether they can even get sanctioning for the uh, USL. That happens December the fourth, and this becomes the Ottawa's tweeted say that yes, they're in it. Okay, but when you've not yet got permission for the CSA. To even be in the USL, you might want to hold off on your claims. On your announcements, yeah. so, for sure. And who's, who's auto? Like, the Fury have announced it? Says they've announced okay, it. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. So they've announced it, and we welcome it. Okay, hell yeah. yeah for All sure. right, game on. For sure, yeah. game on, for sure. Um, so the games that are coming up this week, and those are the obviously the most prominent ones. Those are, are the, the two big games. The two big games. Yeah. Uh, we're facing Miami, uh, in Miami, and, yeah. you know, the other teams that have games. We owe Miami. They came here and beat us. Yeah. yeah, they It'll came be interesting here to see and, what um, Miami does if they come to play or if they're on vacation already or what. Well, I know when they beat us here, they were preparing for playoffs at that point. Apparently. So this will be a different mentality. I think for them. it will be. Yeah, I think so. I think there'll be a few players at least that have checked out. Yeah, um, nothing more to play for. Just looking forward to the the off season. And uh, and obviously, even though this means nothing to us, well, it does mean something to us. Of course, we can still does. get second place. But even more importantly, God, you want to go in with a good feeling yeah. of two wins yeah. under your belt. Of you know, course. Yeah, be because, uh, I mean, our competitors have been pretty hot down the stretch. When you look at the uh, Cosmos and India, both of them playing extremely well. Yeah. Um, I think they Indy rotated a bit their last, their last game. So, yeah, you, you just want to win out. And yeah. um, our last game is important for us, the one at home against Jacksonville. Yeah. So... And I think we got the best refereeing performance um, of the year by the Titan you in that game. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, fantastic. Yeah. When, <laughs> when Colin's filling out the ref evaluation, he, he yeah. changed the name up top to Titan, I yeah. believe. Yes, you know yes. what? The, the nice thing about that, the right call was made. At the of end course, of the day, of course I, the right I, call was, was made. We, we'd be upset as well if that's the case. And there's still there's no proof yet that they've said that they've actually looked at the Titan and changed their mind. I mean, that's, of we're all saying that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's first say that uh, there was... Of course not, but um, but let's say that both both uh, sideline officials were talking nonstop to the to the main official yeah. about the call. The initial call was wrong. The right call was made. Whether they looked up at the screen and that changed, what doesn't to me it doesn't matter. No. What what that has shown though, this could become the benchmark because often the criticism about about replay in our sport and the purists, and I can consider myself a purist on most occasions. Uh, would say that it's going to slow our game down if they got to stop, and we're not a, we're not a timeout sport. Well, that that incident, if they have looked at that screen and have changed their opinion and made the right call, there was no time wasted, none. There was no stoppage. Well, it was, but the issue is they'll have to make it official. They're not going to be able to just look up at the jumbotron and say, "No, I was wrong." They're going to have to go to the sideline. They're going to have to look at the iPad that the league has provided. If the somebody league is going to have to issue them, no. The but my point is, though, if somebody is watching, if someone is dedicated anywhere around the world, I'm not talking just about NASL or FC Edmonton. If somebody's been dedicated to a screen, and that is their job, so official number five, it's their job to sit there and simply watch a screen. And then the replay happens, and everyone sees it home right away. And so they get they get the same thing. It's, it's simply because they talk all the time, anyhow. On their, they're always on yeah, with on each other. So um, just like how we lost Sandy to a red card because the fourth official beeped in, oh, it's a red card. Well, okay. So uh, 
but if someone is watching that, that call comes down. Yeah, it's a penalty. No, it's out of the box. It's, it's, not a handball. The, the call can every. You might even have decisions not even called initially because that that decision came down so fast from someone on a replay booth. Yeah, and that's. I mean, it's that's how the NHL works. They have an NHL no, center. No, no, it's not. It's much no, different. Any much other different. sport, the referees on the field look at the play and determine it yeah. for themselves. He's NHL, talking about NHL, NHL is what I'm talking about. Well, same with baseball, same with football. They but all the go NHL, under the hood. Do, do they not go to Toronto yeah. when Toronto has the big video? Yeah, so that takes two times. That they no, do the NHL okay. goes to the. Uh, there's a video booth upstairs. Yeah, and then there's also a feed that goes right into the NHL offices in That's Toronto. Right. Yeah, and so there are decisions that are made locally, and then there's then I know this, and there's also decisions that are made out of uh, out of yeah. Toronto. And most times not Toronto's on the line to the NHL office officials before they may even make the call. Yeah. So when you see that when you see the the referees go into the bench Generally, that calls because there's guys in Toronto watching the game. No, of course, and that's oh, yeah. what I mean. That's what I mean. That would be like your fifth official. Yeah, but, but that's not what we want because that time. takes too much time. We need someone on site yeah. in stadium, the number five. That maybe they sit beside the number four. That's that it. could be. I've it. watched it. Radio him. That's he got it, it wrong. Yeah, right away. Boom, it. happened because uh, that okay. happened fast. I, I like Again, that. Like my point is, if they have looked at that screen in our game, and have made that decision how they've done, and the right call was made. No time was wasted there because there was a scrum on the call anyhow. The ref is trying to get their players away from the ball if it was going to be a free kick. Okay. And there was a scrum. But in the time that that scrum happened, the, the call came in. The call but came on in. the other hand, if you like the example you used before, the play has gone on. That call has been made. Well, now the person watching it, the fifth official watching it, says, well, no, there was a handball here. You have to call that play back. I think we can That's have gonna, limits. I think we're talking about. We're not talking about. We're not getting into fouls and things in the run of play. We're we're specifically targeting talking about the box. replay inside the eighteen. The re- Milan Roberts, uh, Amway handball clearly not a handball. Anyone that looked at a replay screen would have said no handball. That could have happened in a split second. That calls overturned, not a handball in the box, and the right calls made, and you as a free kick for whatever happens. It's whatever it is moves on. Nothing in the run of play. Or a goal. Is it a goal? Yeah, we have goal line technology, but they still pause for goal line technology. They've, mm-hmm. they've still had that process happening where they've experimented with that. So yeah. Or a I'm, challenge I'm only, flag from the coach's perspective. Yeah, and hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not. I think I think something that happens at a, at a, on a play stoppage, a handball in the box, a foul on the line, is it in the box, is it out of the box, is it a goal? I, I think these are situations where the play is stopped anyhow. The referee's making a decision. Um, why not have just an extra like, set of eyes help him make the, the right decision? Just like it is in those other sports where right. there's, there's a play that stopped in hockey or in football right. and they're doing reviews at that time. Exactly. We just don't want the stoppage. Right. So right. You, can, you can work it out that there's no stoppage because how many times do you hear it every single day there's somebody complaining about a referee in some league? Yeah. And that's all the way from EPL down to our pro organization in North America that we use. Every day, there's complaints about the refs. Every day you watch a game and you see mistakes by a referee, it's, it's human error. Yeah. It's human error. And we'd all make the same mistakes as much as we grumble at refs. It's human error. They have a split second to make a decision. So why not, then, if we're all going to sit here, and how many soccer people have complained about refs? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a back call. It's never a handball. So why not, then, soccer, for soccer people, I'm talking about the dual of complaining, why not, then, have, if there's technology that allows an extra set of eyes to make the right call without taking away the integrity of the game and now without stopping the game. Exactly. Only at stoppages, which is a stoppage anyhow, can that happen? And it has to be on the field, instantaneous, not like the NHL does it where it goes to upstairs and then to head office. One thing I've noticed about the game, as someone who's relatively new to it, it, things like that might interrupt the speed of the game, the flow of the play, right? right? So the less you have of that, the more you stay true to the purity of the game. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you have limits, and um, but at then at least we get out. Bad calls we made on. Oh, that was a foul, wasn't it? Foul. That's not what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Don't have calls for that. But if we can have video replay for game-changing moments, because fouls outside the box and, and, and well, not necessarily game-changing, but. Milan Roberts, Amway, game-changing moment. Totally. Why not use it? Yeah, I, well, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with that at That's all. That's right. If it was set so. up the right way and worked out the right way. Yep. Um, so games coming up this weekend, uh, like we said, the two most important ones are going to be yeah. the uh, the Minnesota-New York game and the Rayo uh, Indy game. That's right. Those will be exciting ones because they have a bearing on who ends up fourth, the final playoff spot mm-hmm. uh, moving forward. And, of course, uh, FC Edmonton's got a game uh, this Friday against uh, Miami. Doesn't really 
you know, it, it, it matters in the sense that uh, we have a chance to go to second place, uh, and it's good momentum going into the playoffs. But the big one for us, of course, is the playoff game in Indianapolis on November 5th. I uh, think even, yeah. uh, even you know, just the mentality that Indy would have going into that game as a third-place team rather than a second-place team is huge. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah. I think it's huge, Dre. This game's big, and you know. So I'm not sure, Jay, where the viewing party is this week. But the one thing that we can certainly assure those that go to the viewing party is that uh, we want to win this game because we want second overall. Mm-hmm. And with uh, with an Eddie's win and an Indy loss, we'll be second overall in the in the year table. Yeah. And uh, there's 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 uh, there's some pride to that for us. There's absolute pride in that. Yeah. There's two viewing parties this this Friday. There's uh, oh, one good. in at the tavern as we usually are, and then the Latino supporters group is hosting one at uh, the Copa, which is a new Latino nightclub. So there'll nice. be 50 to 100 people there. And actually, Tom Fath is going to the Latino supporters uh, 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 party. Right. Oh, exciting! Yeah. Good, good, good. Jo- Joanne can hey, translate. I was going to say him. his wife had something to do with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Joanne can definitely translate. Um, Okay. Well, that kind of wraps things up for us here on this edition, the 14th episode of Rabbit Radio. I want to thank uh, our, our guest, Jay Ball, for uh, coming down and discussing uh, the season ticket packages, which you must head on to the website, check out, uh, make your phone calls, get your tickets uh at least put the deposit down so you have a chance for that uh, November 12th date if, uh, if, if, in fact, the Eddies get to host the finals uh, of the NASL this year. Um, JP, as always, a pleasure to have you. Andreas, you know, always guys, great. Just to send, send yep. off a parting note, I want to just uh, send a shout-out to the St. Albert folks who are playing on that indoor facility. Go oh, get them. Yeah. Go well get them. Yes. Everybody go support yeah. that. Yeah, support yeah. that for sure. Talk to your city councillors, talk to any politician that you know, and let's get that facility supported. Yeah, sounds good, sounds good. And I want to thank Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy for videotaping uh, Jimmy. us in our first uh, little portion there on Facebook. Jimmy, thanks for coming in. <laughs> to James Nielsen for the lovely Facebook Live. Yes, Facebook Live. I don't know if the sound was live, and I'm pretty upset about it. But People anyway. just tune in to watch us. People just tune in to watch us. I like that. Um, so for all of us here at uh, Rabbit Radio, I want to thank you for listening and tuning in, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you again. So live from the First Round Restaurant downtown Edmonton, This has been Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton, and we'll see you again soon. You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton.